being here in the house of the Lord. I know I'm looking forward to a good, uh, good, good service tonight and expecting God to do something. Let's go ahead and start with a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity we have to uh, be in this service, to worship and praise you. Lord, we pray that everything that's said and done uh, would magnify your holy name. And Lord, we ask that your presence be in our presence this evening. Speak to us as only you can. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's get our handles tonight. Then we'll turn to page number 538. I love to tell the story.
page 269. In the garden, page 269.
mind as you're making your way back to your seat. I do have to say, I want to say I appreciate you being here this evening in our evening worship service. And uh, I hope and pray that you've already been blessed today for being in the Lord's house. God's been good, and uh, he's better to us than what we deserve. This time tonight, I, I, I uh, felt led to open it up to the floor, maybe give a word of testimony or want to thank the Lord for something that's going on in your life or whatever the case. I want to open it up to the floor. Anyone have a word of testimony this evening? Yes. to a Christian church today out of 36 and it's a new one and it's a big one and he said uh, when he walked in the, the preacher said uh, he said you're going to love this here and Chris said well as long as the gospel is preached I will and he said well you'll really hear that the whole first hour there was none of that and the preacher said we have this lady here, and she's going to be a, we think she needs to be a preacher. Okay? And he said, everybody that's for her, uh, stand up. So Chris said, everybody wants to stand up. He didn't stand up. And uh, then the preacher said, anybody that doesn't think she should be a preacher, stand up. And he stood up. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else got a word of testimony. Yes, Miss Haley. I'm sorry, Brother Tony. I'm sorry, I didn't see you there. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's good to have good family, and uh, we praise the Lord for that. Yes, Brother David. And I'm thankful for my little mini family right now. Uh, growing up, we had a big family. Right? We had kids. And I always wanted one. And now I get to say I get two. Hands perfect. There you go. Uh, April, 1st of May, we have a young, a young, a young. Amen. Good testimony. He told me this the other day. He said, uh, 
Canaan. And so I said, I praise the Lord, we're rejoicing with him, uh, with them. And uh, so, uh, growing from within, amen. So, uh, yes, anyone else? Yes, Brother Tim. I just want to praise God for opportunities and open doors. And still open for just a little extra clarity. for his job tomorrow and I ask that you pray for him just God show him exactly what he wants because that's what he, his desire is is he wants to do what the Lord would have him to do and uh, it's not about because uh, with this job it's, it's an increase um, but it's not about that it's, it's about being where God wants him and that's what he's determined to do so you pray for him that God would make him uh, make that, help him make that decision show him the path that he should go and I, I know that the Lord will. All right, someone else got a word of testimony? Yes, Brother Ed. Well, uh, enjoyed the message this morning. And I thank the Lord for the people that have we seen before this morning and prayed and talked to the Lord. And that's something we don't see very much. And not enough. We just don't go and ask the Lord for guidance and help. Or help. And uh, I appreciate your service and your preaching. All right. Anyone else? Yes, Miss Sherry. Um, I'd like to thank the Lord for my salvation first, but I'd like to thank Him for the opportunity that we're going to get to move. We'll miss everybody here and would like to come back to the um, I thought it was such a blessing to be closer to some of the kids and the grandkids and um, I just ask everybody to pray for us that um, if we're to take jobs or whatever down there that we'll yeah, we'll definitely miss uh, Miss Sherry and uh, oh, and Brother Mike too. But uh, yeah, <laughs> no, we'll miss them. But uh, they will. They they already told me. They already promised me they'd come back and visit. So uh, we love and uh, appreciate their their ministries here. Yes, Brother Greg. I didn't hear what you said. Something about moving. Yeah, they're, they're planning on they. they if everything goes through with the selling of their house, they're going to be moving uh, closer to their grandchildren or their children and grandchildren. So, yeah, well, let's take a vote. <laughs> so, all right. Yes, Brother Tony. Again, for saving me, just how he continues to, you know, just show that he always has things in control and how he works behind the scenes to, to, to make things happen. I'm starting a new job a week from tomorrow, actually, a week from Tuesday. Uh, Kevin, I'm going to, I don't expect them, I don't expect, I guess it's possible, but for them to allow me to use the equipment like where I'm at to go pick up Bibles in Cincinnati for Seed Line and, and bring them out there. And Brother Keith called me Thursday afternoon and said, hey, uh, they just, Milford just asked me if uh, and we can pick up, a, got a whole load of scripture down here, can we get it picked up? And I said, well, it just so happens I'm going to be empty in Cincinnati in the morning. And so I was able to run over there and, and uh, pick up a whole truckload of scripture and As I was backing in the door, I had to get out the, open, the swing open door for the trailer. I saw a huge, huge bulge on the sidewall of one of the tires on the trailer. And that's when I was empty. I wasn't even loaded there. They're going to put 42 to 45,000 pounds of scripture on there. That's got everybody I know to, to, get, to start praying. And I made it all the way out the seat line and all the way back to the shop without the tire blowing out. So that was a huge blessing. <laughs> Earlier in the year, I had a, an incident at work. Being human, I made a mistake and I, I ran over a trailer, overfilled it, ran some some product on the ground, and it also got me a lot of money. And they have a safety bonus program there, and they said they weren't going to make me pay the you know the cost back directly, but they were going to withhold my safety bonus to recoup the cost of the, the cleanup that they had to, uh, to pay for. And uh, but this last quarter, I got my whole safety bonus, so I don't know who changed their mind. But I had medical bills that it went straight to, but I pretty, I didn't know how I was going to pay those medical bills. Necessarily, so it came just in the, just in the nick of time, and, and uh, once again met, met our needs. So I just thank you so much. God's faithful, um, but it helps when we're faithful. God uh, God blesses those that are faithful to Him, and so I appreciate that. Maybe someone else got a word of testimony? Yes, Miss. I just want to thank you, Lord, for being so good. 
He takes good care of me. And I thank you every day. Amen. God is good. Someone else. I don't know if everybody knows the announcement back there either. Yes, Brother Adam. Yeah, I thought, I'm glad. I thought you, you had your hand up. Amen. 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 Thank you, Brother Adam. He posted that. Some of you don't have Facebook, but he posted it. Kind of, you had to be uh, um, look for it. But uh, whenever he went out last, they went last week and saw the eclipse. Um, he said, uh, the four of us. Um, went to see the eclipse. I was wondering, did you put some glasses on Miss Evelyn's belly? Oh, okay. All right. Just making sure. So uh, I, I told, I told uh, the girls, I said, I could see Brother Adam doing that. I, I really can. So, uh, so we're rejoicing. I tell you, we're growing from within. Praise God. I mean, uh, but I uh, do appreciate the good testimony. Someone else, don't want to leave anybody out. Yes, Brother Tim. Two, two, two babies come along. I just had a conversation today because the eclipse thing reminded me of it. I had a conversation with a gentleman today. We were talking about the eclipse and how neat that was. But I said, you know, people were driving all over the place. You know, the roads were chaos. If you looked at the band along where this, the eclipse was, if you looked at Google Maps and the traffic view, red everywhere along that line because people were driving to see it. And it's like, yeah, that's exciting. The eclipse is great. I said, the most amazing thing is a little baby, newborn baby with all his little fingers and toes and grabbing on your little pinky. I said, those things are amazing to me. You know, I can take or leave the eclipse, you know, whether I see it, but just the little things like God's creation, creating the baby in its perfection. I mean, the, the intricacy of that, that to me is amazing. Yeah. The, the eclipse, I could have taken or leave it. Yeah. But, you know, God's creation is just amazing. Amen. Uh, so, praise God. Anybody else? Yes. Just want to be thankful for my beautiful wife. She's been such a help. And there's been days where I've had so hard a day driving and dealing with the idiots on the road and work and everything, but just to come home and see her smiling and how's your day, honey? I love you. It means a lot. Good testimonies, bragging on him. It's all about him. Um, uh, I asked Brother Mike to lead in uh, page number 269 in the garden. The message this morning, uh, or this evening, is titled In the Garden. And uh, the reason why is because it's, it's talking about walking with Jesus. In, the, uh, in that uh, song it says, and he walks with me, and he talks with me. And I believe as Christians we have a desire the Lord uh, walks with us and talks with us. We ought to have that desire, that sincere desire, uh, not just to, uh, that we speak to him, but that he speaks to us, that he walks with us. And uh, I believe that uh, that should be the desire of every true born-again believer of the Lord Jesus Christ to, to enjoy an intimate walk and an intimate relationship and fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, many times we look at someone else's walk and their relationship and how, how they commune with God and, and we say, well, you know what, I'm a little bit better than uh, my, my walk with God. is. Oh, it's better than Brother Mike's. Uh, it may not be as good as uh, um, Brother Luke's, but it's, it's better than Brother Mike's. And uh, that's not how we feel, but uh, that's how we do it. We look at it a lot of times, and we justify our walk. Well, I'm not as bad as such and such, uh, or I'm not as good as such and such, but the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter number 10 and verse 12, a very familiar portion of Scripture. I like this portion of Scripture. It reminds me of some things, but it says, For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. 
God tells us not to compare ourselves, uh, our walks, our relationship, our fellowship with each other. You know, he's saying don't, don't compare it to Brother Mike or Miss Sherry or Miss Suzanne or Miss Christy or Pastor, but to compare your walk with the Lord. Is it what God would have us to do? You see, God has intricate uh, and unique uh, callings for each one of us. We all make the, whole, we all make the body of Christ. And we all have different parts. We all have, there's things that I'm not able to do. Uh, I, I come up here and I lead the singing a lot of times on Wednesday nights. And you understand that there's the reason why Brother Mike and Brother Tony and Brother Duke leads the music. Because I can't. That's not one of the gifts that God has given me. I'll do it. Uh, but that's not one of the things God has, the talents that he's given me. We all have parts in the ministry. We all do our Part. And some of us, uh, some of us is just uh, to be faithful to God's house and be a Sunday school teacher, be in the nursery. I mean, we all have different callings and uh, we all are to walk with him and, and talk with him. I can assure you today that there is not one person on this earth that has a perfect walk with God. So when you're comparing yourself, you say, well, look at pastor, look what he does. You don't know what I do. I mean, you see the good side of me, but uh, talk to my wife, and she's got plenty of ammo against me, and uh, no, she would probably be so kind, but uh, I, I tell you, you know, there's not a person in this room that has a perfect walk. We all, we all uh, have our own walks, and just because your walk with God does not look like someone else's does not mean you're not spiritual or that you're more spiritual than anyone else. This evening we're going to be looking at the thought in the garden. In the garden. Why? Because in that song it says, in the garden, he walks with me and he talks with me. It's a communion. It's a, it's a relationship. It's a time of speaking and, and being uh, spoke to uh, with the Lord. The Bible says in Romans chapter 6 verse 4, it says, Therefore we are buried with him in bat by baptism unto death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Christians, when you got saved, you, are, you were bought with a price. You are a new creature. There becomes, there's a new walk uh, that you have. You don't go the same places. You don't do the same things. You don't say the same things. All things are become new, the Bible says. There's a new walk. We walk in newness of life. Um, the Bible says in Galatians 5.16, it says, This I say, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the Spirit. So I believe the Christian walk is a walk that is walking in the Spirit. If we are walking in the Spirit, the Bible says, it says here in His Word, we shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. When we are walking in the flesh, guess what? We are going to fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's very simply put. God, God puts it very simply uh, put in his Bible. He says, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust uh, of the flesh. However, if you walk in the flesh, you will fulfill the lust of the flesh. And I believe, uh, Christians, we ought to have a different walk. We ought to have a different talk. And if we would think about this, this thought of in the garden, in the garden, you know, you think about that for a moment. We want to have a communion. We want to have a relationship. We want to have a walk with God. And you want it to be so sweet. I hope that your, your concern is to have a sweet walk with God. Can I tell you, when you're walking in the garden in the cool of the day and you're communing with God, there's some things that are different. There's some things that are different. In the 25th Psalm, David gives us some good principles from his walk with God and, and that we can help us in our walk with the Lord as well. And I'm not saying compare ourselves with David's walk. I'm just saying some of the things that he did and, and some things that will help us with our walk are to have a, a better walk with the Lord and to have that sweet, sweet walk with him. What are some things that must be present in our lives? I believe, number one, that communication needs to be two-way. Communication needs to be two-way. You know, it's not just that I'm talking to the Lord. Many times, you know what happens? Is that we want to talk to the Lord and tell the Lord what we want. And we, we you know, we just, 
oh God, this is what I need, this is what I want, and that's all, that's fine and dandy, but what we need to do is we need to sit back and listen and read God's word and say, what do you want, God? You see, it can't be just a communication on our part with it, or God, I'm, I, this is what I need and this is what I want. It's, it's, God, what do you want? Show me. The Bible says in Psalm 25, verse 1, it says, Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my voice. He's saying, God, I'm lifting up my voice. And then in verse 8 and 9, it says, Good and upright is the Lord, therefore will he, uh, he teach sinners the way. The meek will he guide in the judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. You see, when we communicate with God, when it, that communication is twofold, when it's, uh, we're talking to Him and He's talking to us, you know what it's doing? It's showing our dependence on Him. Showing our dependence on Him. The four, first four le- uh, words of the psalm says, Unto thee, O Lord. David is speaking to God. Communication is more than talking, but it's listening also. You know, I, I don't know about you, but my wife, when she comes home from work, Every time she leaves from work, she, every day, she calls me as soon as she leaves from work. I want her to do that because I want to know that she's okay and want to expect her home. And uh, if she's not home at a certain time, then I, I start to call her and I say, okay, what's going on? Or, Is traffic okay? Are you, are you okay? And, and I can be praying for her and different things such as that. But, you know, there's sometimes when she gets home and I'm talked out. Anybody else? Any other men like that? I, I know the women aren't so much like that, but uh, I'm kind of talked out. And she comes home and she wants to talk. And there's sometimes I act like I'm listening. I'm I'm the only one in here. Yeah, she'll come home and she'll talk, and I'll be sitting there on the couch and just kind of thinking, taking all the things in, and she'll be saying some things to me, and I did not hear a word. She said, she just kept on talking and talking and talking. And I'd go, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Didn't hear a word she say. And then when I asked her a question, how was your day? She said, I just told you. Please tell me I'm not the only man in here. Okay, thank you. I've got a couple honest men in here. Uh, but anyways, that's what happens. A lot of times we, uh, the communication sometimes is one way. And I can tell you this, it's not healthy. It's not healthy if I'm just doing all the talking. I need to be listening to what God has for me and saying, God, show me from your word. Speak to my heart. You know, God communicates to us through the word of God. He also communicates through the situation. Sometimes it's situations, but also he uses saints. Sometimes he uses uh, different people to show us some things. And God uses those different things in our lives to communicate, whether it's a relationship with a husband and wife, a father and son, or daughter and mother, employer, employee. It uh, matters not uh, what kind of relationship it is. In order to have a healthy relationship, a healthy walk, there must be a two-way communication. You see, in this psalm, you will notice there's, a, there's a many pronouns. There's 28 pronouns if you were to count out all these psalms. It's interesting to note that in verses 1 through 7 of Psalm 25, uh, and, then, uh, and then in 15 through 27, David is talking to God. And it's possible that verses 8 through 14, God is communicating back to David and saying some things, showing him some things. Consider David's situation. David is lonely and struggling. So in verses 1 through 7, let's read it in here in Psalm. It says, Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let mine, not mine enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none of that, that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them, uh, let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy path. Show me, uh, uh, lead me in the tr- thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindness, for they uh, have been ever of old. Remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions according to my mercy. Remember thou me for thy goodness' sake, O Lord. David is here, and he's pouring out his heart to God, and he's telling him how he feels. But then God answers. Notice in verses 8 through 14, it says, Good and upright is the Lord, therefore will he teach sinners in the way. 
The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and uh, truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon mine iniquities, for it is great. What man is he that feareth the Lord, whom he shall teach in the way that he shall choose? His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. God answers and God encourages David by reminding him of his leadership and his love. David, in verse 11, is convicted of his sin and asks God to forgive him. That's the only time he comments back. And if we're going to enjoy this walk with the Lord, we must understand and learn to pour our hearts out to God, but not only pour our hearts out to God, but allow Him to pour His heart into us. Allow Him to speak to us through His Word, through the Scriptures, through the saints, through the, uh, uh, through the sanctuary, and different things that God uses in our lives. Not only does it show our dependence on God, but it shows our delight in God. When we pray to Him and when He speaks to our heart, it shows, it shows that we have a delight to hear from Him and we want to uh, do His will. In verse 15, He states, Mine eyes are ever toward the Lord, for He shall pluck my feet out of the net. David sees not only first he's pouring out his heart to God, but now in verse 15, it's transitioning to now. He sees there's hope. He's saying, hey, in those first verses, he's saying, oh, uh, God, I I need you and all this stuff. But now he's transitioned to saying, I've got hope. And as he pours out his heart before the Lord and God has listened and responded, David heard God's response and now he has this hope. His trouble was not gone away. That's what we need to understand. Just because we cast our cares upon him doesn't mean that all of our troubles are going to be going away. But what happened was David had hope. David was encouraged. David delighted himself in the Lord. The Bible says, Delight delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. If we're going to enjoy this walk with God, we must delight ourselves in the Lord. In other words, delight thy, thyself also in the Lord. Means What that means is to expect all your happiness from Him and through Him. You know, we, we try to find our happiness, our joy, and the things of this world. But can I tell you, those things will let you down. They will leave you still wanting. See, it's evident that God listens to David and tells him what he needs to hear there in verses 8 through 14. It's clear that David listens to God and now he has, he has hope. Can I tell you this? That's how God does works in our hearts. We lift our petitions. We pray to God. It's two-way. We pray to God and we say, oh God, I need you. And then God responds back through his word or through situations or through the scriptures or through the you know, saints. And, and God responds back to us. You know what that does? It gives us hope. We, we have hope. We can endure that God shows us exactly what he needs. You know, you realize God puts people in our lives God puts situations in our lives. God puts certain scriptures in our lives to help us through the situations that we see. See, one of the requirements for this good walk and to have this kind of walk with God is that communication has to be two-way. But then commitment, we must be committed, and it takes time. Commitment to time. There in Psalm 25, verse 4, it says, Show me thy ways, O Lord, teach me thy paths, lead me in thy truth, and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation, and thee do I wait all the day. Notice the willingness here. David, David is here, and he, he, he says, show me, thy, show me thy ways, teach me thy paths, lead me in thy truth, and teach me, O, uh, uh, teach me, and I will wait on thee all the day. One thing you cannot learn by reading this psalm is how much time David put into it. He said all the day, but that's just saying he he was willing to wait as long as it took. I know God gave these words to David, but I, I truly believe that David prayed over every word that he penned. And you cannot read this psalm of David and not realize that David had a wonderful walk 
with God. We're doing this series on Wednesday nights about David, and God spoke to my heart about this message. You see, he spent much time with God, and he was willing uh, for God to show him, to lead him, and to teach him. Can I tell you, when we are uh, committed to God and we say uh, it's going to take time, it's, it, you know, when he shows us, that takes time sometimes, and, and he leads us and he teaches us, that takes time. It takes commitment. Not only the willingness, but I want you to notice the waiting there in verse 5. It says, on thee do I wait all the day. A walk with God cannot be developed overnight. I'm just telling you, it takes time to develop a good walk with the Lord. You know, it's not one of these things, well, I'm going to read my Bible today, and uh, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to read my Bible today, and then I've got to walk with God. No, it's faithfulness. It's reading your Bible every day. It's, it's walking with God every day. It's communing with Him every day. You know, it takes a walk. You know, the Bible says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. This walk is not like a safety net that we pull out and we say, Okay, God, I need something from you today, so I'm going to start reading my Bible today, and I'm going to start praying. I'm going to have that communication. I'm going to start walking with you today. No, it's not something we pull out as a spare tire, as a bandage. We do it as a, it's, our, it's not just our obligation, but it's our privilege. Delight thyself in the Lord. Sometimes we think, oh, I've got to read my Bible today. Do you realize, folks, if we would just ever get a hold of this, there's people in other countries that don't have the Word of God. They don't have the Word of God. You know what they do if they had a page of the Word of God? And yeah, I, I've heard of many testimonies of people in other countries that they would take a, a portion of Scripture, a, a, just a page of God, and the Word of God, and what they would do is they would read that page and they would read it over and over and over. They'd have it memorized and then they'd hand it to someone else. There was such a love for the Word of God. And, and you know what? They, they, they didn't have the entire Word of God. They just had portions of it. See, they had a, it wasn't just a safety net to them. That was something that they, they had a desire. Folks, I believe that we need to get to, the, uh, to the, where the rubber meets the road and say we say we have a walk with God, but there's no time of reading His Word. There's no time of communicating with Him. There's no commitment to it. It takes time. This walk takes time. See, we're to walk with God 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 52 weeks a year. Waiting on God benefits, it benefits us greatly. We see His power and strength. We see His provision and His supply. We see His peace and satisfaction. See, we tend to reverse the order of things. We want to uh, get all these things added unto us. And if we get all these things added unto us, then, then we will seek Him. That's what happens, isn't it? Oftentimes, it's set, instead of the Bible says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God, then all these things. What we want to do is say, okay, God, uh, give me all these things, and then I'll seek you. That's not how God works. You see, that's backward, and it doesn't work that way. We're to seek God first, allow Him to direct our paths, and then He will lead us in the right way. See, He has never let me down. He has never let me down. Can I ask you, has God ever let you down? No, God has never let you down, and he's not going to start now. You see, we can't afford not to trust in him and follow him. The requirements for this wonderful walk in the garden uh, is to, that communication has to be two ways, and that uh, commitment takes time, but the final thing is that we need to be compelled by trust. In Psalm 25, verse 20, notice it says, O King, O keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in thee. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. You know what trust brings? Trust brings assurance. David poured out his heart to God, and God gave David the answer that he needed. The Lord uh, wants us to trust in Him. God wants us to trust in Him, not in chariots, not in, not in our uh, own abilities, not in our strengths, not in our money, not in uh, anything like that, but God wants us to trust completely and wholly on Him. Did you realize this, that sometimes if we put our trust in our finances, you know what God can do? Like that, He can take it away. If we're putting our confidence in our health, 
we've seen uh, Miss Judith pass away, and it was just just quickly. And I'm not saying she put her confidence in her health. What I'm saying is this: health goes that fast, that fast. At all we need to put our confidence in him and what that does is it brings assurance the Lord wants us to trust in him the Bible says oh keep my soul and deliver me let me not be ashamed for I put my trust in thee David's confidence was in the Lord his dependence was upon him and his desire was toward him and that brought assurance to his life can I tell you this when we trust in God it'll bring assurance into our lives It'll bring confidence. Hey, God, I don't know how God's going to do it, but I trust in Him. And you know what that does? It gives me assurance knowing, hey, it's not on me. You know, when I dedicated, uh, I dedicated my family to the Lord, I dedicated my house, my, my, everything that I have, I said, Lord, it's not mine. You've just made me to be a steward over these things. God, this is my wife that you've given to me, but she's yours. These are my children. They're yours, God. And whatever you desire to do with them, God, I trust you in it. And you know, so next time the car breaks down or next time the house, something happens to the house or next time this happens, you know what I can do? I can say this. God, your house, something wrong with your house today. You're going to have to fix it. Why? Because it's not mine. It's his. It takes all the pressure off. You know, there's so many people have anxiety and all these different worries and all this stuff if we would just cast our cares upon him give him trust in him give him complete uh, everything of our life lord it's yours hands off i tell you what it brings assurance to your life david's confidence was in the lord but then trust also brings an agreement there in verse 31 or 21 it says let integrity and uprightness preserve me for I wait on thee. When we trust in the Lord and walk with him, we agree with him on his plans for us and follow him with patience, even though we may not know or understand. Can I tell you this? Have you ever, God spoke to your heart about doing something and you think, I don't understand this. I don't know why God's calling me. To, I don't know why God's asking me to do this or telling me to do this. I don't understand this. Let me give you an illustration. They were told to go around the walls of Jericho, walk around the walls of Jericho one time for one day a week for six days, or one, day, uh, one time a day for six days, and then on the seventh time to walk around seven times. Now, does that make sense to you? I mean, I, I look at that, so I listen to that story, and I'm thinking, what in the world? That's crazy. But that's what God told them to do. They didn't understand there's going to be times in your life you don't understand. You don't know why God's telling you to do it. You're, it's not up for you to understand. It's for, up for you to obey. God, I don't, know what you're, I don't know why you're telling me to do this. God, I don't know why you're telling me to keep this job. But I'm going to trust you. I don't know, God, why you're telling me to take this job. I like where I'm at now. But I trust you. It's all about being obedient to the Lord. And that's, and you know what? You want to have clarity and direction for your life? It's got to be that communication. It's got to be twofold. It's got to be compelled by trust. God, I trust you. Lord, it's yours. This is, my li this is your life. This is everything I have. I, it belongs to you. I think that... I can safely say this evening that if we placed our walks with God beside the scriptures, we would find that there's no perfect walk with God. So don't compare yourself with me or Brother Mike or Brother Greg or Miss Christie or Miss Betty. Don't compare yourselves among yourselves. They say they that compare themselves among themselves are not wise. But compare yourselves to the scriptures and say, Lord, how is my walk? Because when I looked at this, I started thinking, David... David didn't compare his walk. Abraham didn't. Moses didn't. Elijah didn't. Paul didn't. Isaiah didn't. And you read the accounts of these men's their lives, they all had spiritual journeys. They're all different, and they all messed up along the way. None of them were perfect. But can I tell you this? When they compared themselves to God, they realized there was room for work. And I examine my life and my walk with God and I say, there's work to be done. I need to trust you, Lord. 
I need to trust you more. These points I was looking at here, uh, I need to trust him more. I need to trust him more. I need to, I need to be more committed to him. I need, to, I need to do these things that God has. I need to have a better communication. And it's not all about me. It's all about Him. And I tell you, these three things here could help us if we want to have that walk that is pleasing to God. That song, In the Garden. I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses. And the voice I hear you think about that. We want that. We want that sweet relationship, that sweet walk with God. It's going to take trust. It's going to take time. And listen, I, I believe it's going to take us take a two-way communication. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. As Miss Haley comes to prepare for our invitation. I challenge you, what does the walk, what is a what is a precious walk that song talks about in the garden? What does it look like? It talks about communication being two ways. It talks about being committed to time and and it's being compelled by trust. I want to challenge you to find a place at the altar this evening and say, God help me. Help me, I, just, I, I, need, I need to follow you. I need to be more committed to you. I need to, I need to spend more time with you. I need to be more compelled to trust you. And Lord, I need to, it doesn't just need to be about me talking to you, but God, you, I want you to talk to me through, through the scriptures and through, through the saints of God and through the sanctuary and, and through situations. God, I, I want you to speak to me. And I tell you, you'll have a different walk. It'll be a walk that's pleasing to God. Maybe you're here tonight and you say, Pastor, I don't even know for sure if I was to die today I, that I'd go to heaven. Anyone like that? I believe we're all home folk, but I never want to take it for granted that God spoke to someone's heart about their need for salvation. Maybe you're here tonight and you say, Pastor, I'm saved, but my walk isn't what it should be. My walk isn't what it should be. Pastor, pray for me. Anyone like that? Pastor, pray for me. I need, to, I need to trust him more. I need to, I don't know where the, which area of these three, maybe you need to communicate with him better. Maybe you need to spend more time with him. Say, Pastor, pray for me, anyone? Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, I do thank you for this opportunity to come to your house and hear the great praises we heard tonight, but also be challenged to have a better walk with you. Lord, not just that we say that we have a walk with you, but Lord, that it's real in our lives, that people see that it's real in our lives. Lord, thank you for what you're going to do. Lord, help us all draw nigh to you as you draw nigh to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Would you stand to your feet as Miss Haley begins to play softly? God has spoke to your heart. I'm going to challenge you to come find a place at the altar. God has spoke to you. Maybe it's a commitment to, to spend more time with Him. More time with Him. In prayer, in, in the Scriptures, I don't know. But maybe it's saying, maybe it's been a one-way relationship. You've only been doing the talking. God wants to speak to you. Maybe it's the fact that you don't trust Him like you should. I mean, you trust Him for your salvation, but do you trust Him with everything? attitude of prayer as God has spoke to your heart you can pray at your seat but sometimes it's just good to make that step saying Lord here am I it's, it's more of accountability to, towards the Lord 
thank you so much for your attention this evening. I do want to give you just a few announcements. Right after our services, we've got some cake and ice cream and some punch back there, and we're going to celebrate all the birthdays, uh, uh, all the birthdays this uh, this month. And uh, again, uh, Miss Evelyn has a birthday this week, and so you make sure. And then there's other birthdays from the month. We're just celebrating with them and the anniversaries, and it gives us an excuse, Brother Greg to have a piece of pie or a piece of cake uh, and some ice cream. And uh, my doctor's not in here right now, so I can say that. And, uh, but anyways, it, it, I want you to stick around. Just enjoy the fellowship and, uh, um, you know, just grab a piece of uh, a cake and some ice cream and, and uh, talk for, you know, 10, 15 minutes and then head out the door. All right, so you make sure you do that and have a good time. And then I want to say that next Sunday, what we're going to do, just uh, come prepared, uh, we're going to have dinner on the grounds here. We'll have a.m. service, dinner on the grounds, and then a short afternoon service. I promise you I won't keep you late. Uh, and then you can spend the evening with your, your family, go hiking, do what you do on Labor Day uh, weekend. But uh, I ask that you would come and uh, uh, enjoy the, the time at church there. And then that evening, Sunday, uh, September the 3rd through the 6th, Faith Baptist Church is in revival with Brother Brian McBride. And uh, again, that Monday and Tuesday, I'm going to try to be there. And anybody that would like to go, I want to encourage you to go that Monday and Tuesday. Then on uh, September the 9th, there's the amazing race. September the 15th and 16th, there's still a sign-up sheet on the back table uh, in the foyer there for men's retreat. And I'd like all the men that can to go. I, I promise you, you'll be challenged and, and helped if you're able to go September 15th and 16th. And then Sunday through Wednesday, September 17th through the 20th, is the Seedline Conference. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. Our Sunday evening service and Wednesday evening service will be held down there in Brazil. I think everybody knows how to get there uh, from here, so you, you know how to get there. And uh, then on that Monday of the Seedline Conference, uh, we are always asked, we win the award. I don't know how we do it, but we win the award to bring dinner each Monday, uh, the first Monday uh, of the Seedline Conference. So we win it every year. Thank you, people. You do such a wonderful job. Brother Keith, he makes a big deal out of that and says, hey, brother, you won again. You got it next year. And so um, you, you come prepared to, to help out with that. Miss Pam will help me organize that. Uh, it's usually Italian. And so if you could help with maybe bread or salad or, um, or lasagna or spaghetti or whatever, see Miss Pam. I know she's not here this week. She won't be here next week. But after that, you can get with her and, uh, and uh, yeah, plan that. All right, I think that's all announcements. We'll go ahead and have a couple men come forward. We'll take up this evening tithes and offerings. Again, thank you for being here tonight. And um, I don't take it for granted. And uh, I'm looking forward to how the Lord is going to uh, use our church all right, Brother Joshua, would you please ask the blessing? Dear Jesus, I ask if you would please take this offering and bless us to your will. I ask if you would help us all to apply the message that we can come this evening to our daily lives and we might be better stewards of your word. I thank you for giving us all safe travel mercies here this evening. I ask that you would give us, give us safe travel mercies as we go about our daily lives. In Jesus' name we pray. close in a word of prayer and uh, whoever closes tonight I'm going to ask Brother Tony actually if you would close remember our refreshments back there and ask a blessing on that as well thank you so much for a good Bible Bible church to come to your truth of the word of God preached uh, becoming fewer and fewer uh, each and every day we're so thankful that you can give us the truth that we never take it for granted I hope to take these truths although we desire a closer walk with you every day help us take the truth of the glorious gospel we share with the lost and dying world this week as you give us opportunity. Pray you bless the food and fellowship. Good evening. We glorify all we do. In Jesus' name, amen.